Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to episode 71 on the Empowered Hormones podcast. Today's uh, episode is on food blogging, calorie counting and weight loss. So I want to jump into this briefly today because I really get asked so many questions about weight loss. Like it's always a number one thing that I know I've talked about on podcasts before and I want to dive a little bit into micro macronutrients today but also how to find um, the good sort of calorie split for you. So what macros you should be having and nailing down to food logging and whether it's something that is appropriate for you or not. But before we jump into that, is food logging a part of the root cause program? So the root cause program is where I work one-on-one and in a nice tight-knit community with women who are really dedicated to getting to the root cause of their gut and hormone imbalances. So what that really means is that you're ready to undertake some functional testing. And I know that functional testing, and I have podcast episodes on this that I really encourage you to listen is not appropriate for everyone at every stage of your health journey but there are certain points where you get to a standstill with your health and you're like I really need to do some functional testing I need really need to get to the root cause of what's going on because I feel like I've been guessing for a long time and I'm tired of guessing and for me that was a really big part of my journey I spent so many years and so much money going to different specialists different gps different naturopaths trying to find answers to what was going on with my body and when i finally came across functional testing i guess for the first time it felt like i actually had some peace because i knew what was going on rather than feeling like i don't really know and although it didn't heal me by doing the functional testing because that's what it's there for it's there to give you information and data and something to start with in a a working point in a sense but it gave me confirmation that it wasn't in my head and i didn't just have ibs and i wasn't making it up about my hormones that i was actually practically menopausal and my cortisol was through the roof so these things are really gave me an acute awareness into my body and made me really start paying attention to what was going on and it did take time to understand how to balance these things out and trying you know different herbs and different things and they're still tweaking in a process and different protocols and it's not the same for every single person and everyone goes on a different journey with this but through SIBO breath testing through stool testing and looking at your microbiome and those overgrowths and through some really comprehensive hormone testing I could finally say hey yeah actually I'm not just being over the top I'm not just being dramatic there there's reasons for this constipation this bloating these loose stools this stomach pain and for me that was yeah a real big turning point so I encourage you if that's something that you're struggling with that you feel like you've quote unquote tried it all, maybe you need to dig a little bit deeper and go beyond food, diet, exercise, supplements and actually start to get to the root cause of what's going on. 
On the other hand, if you're at the start of your health journey, you just need to kick up the butt, you need some advice, you want to start changing your diet, you don't have the money at this point to invest in functional testing, then the Gut Health Solution is the perfect six-week course for you. So we go through those steps of gut healing and I really encourage you to sign up to this if you haven't because the things you will learn in there you will use for the rest of your life in your gut healing journey. It'll teach you about FODMAPs, it'll teach you about what IBS is and isn't and help you understand what could be causing it as well as to give you a lot of recipes and a lot of practical advice into how to start healing your gut. So those are the two ways that I really work with women. So I encourage you to check those out. The links are in the notes or you can find them on my website or if you have questions about them, book a free health chat or send me a DM on Instagram. I'm pretty approachable, too approachable. I share, I share a lot. Um, send me a voice message or um, ask me to send you one and I'm more than happy to as well. But please always reach out. So food tracking is a part of both of those in a sense. So food tracking in the gut health solution, you start to look for triggers because the reality is if you don't know what your triggers are, it's really hard to live a symptom-free life. Now that's not getting to the root cause, but it's helping you manage day-to-day -day without feeling like you're always running to the toilet or constipated or gassy or bloated. You really need to listen to your body, understand what is going on. Our food tracking and calorie counting becomes more apparent in the root cause solution when you start to re-add foods back in. So I don't track as much in there, but those who are doing uh, or who have missing periods or adrenal fatigue or I suspect not eating enough carbohydrates who have thyroid issues, then we use things like chronometer or MyFitnessPal to really ensure that you're eating enough protein and you're eating enough carbohydrates because these are two of the biggest issues I have. And I was just talking to my friend about this the other day. She just started tracking and uh, she was like, oh, my fats were so high. Like I was eating like 50% fats and like, you know, barely 30% protein and, um, you know, not many carbs, only 20% carbs. And I'm like, yeah, it's a real thing. Like we feel like we're eating healthy and you are eating quite unquote quite healthy but you're not actually getting enough energy into your body which is why you're so tired and she's like but I'm so full I possibly I could not eat any more food I'm like yeah that's because your macro split is wrong when you're eating a lot of fats that's great but they are going to fill you up if you're having a lot of avocado feta butter uh, cream nuts seeds um, you know like raw slices and things those fats will fill you up and when you're full and you reach that satiety you're not going to overeat or whatever then you're not going to reach for extra carbs like fruit or honey or root vegetables or rice because you're like I'm full Sheridan I've had enough and I go I get that but you're then under eating in your carbohydrates every single day and that's the same with fat if you're eating a lot of high fat meals or quite high fat meat then you're not going to get enough protein into your diet so when you're asking about how do I lose weight, well, if the basics aren't shifting the scales, and by that I mean your eight to 10,000 steps a day, so just moving every day, um, cutting out a lot of quote unquote the crap, so you know, your processed food, your alcohol every day, those kinds of things. If that doesn't shift the scales, and for some people that's all it takes is just a change of mindset, a change of diet, and you know, those simple things, and they're at a place where they're happy, then it might be important to learn about macros and start tracking some of your macros because I believe that 
you don't need to track forever but the process of learning about macros and how to track you actually learn a great deal about the foods you're currently eating and how they are helping you or not helping you as in my friend's case with a high fat intake from making progress okay so not just in your body composition but other areas of your life with your energy with your health um, with your fitness as well if you're not eating those carbs around training so you can track your macros with any diet like if you're on a low carb or a keto keto or paleo diet you can still track your macros and you can understand what's going on you don't have to do a if it fits your macros and go straight in with these are the carbs the fats the proteins i need to eat just have a look at the food you're eating and get a basis on you know sort of what amounts you're eating we know so we we hear a lot about macros so macros are your macronutrients so they're your big your most important um, nutrients and then you've got your micros so your smaller or you know quote unquote less important so nutrients are those substances that nourish your body so they're essential for growth they maintain um your life obviously you need carbohydrates you need fats you need protein to be able to survive so your protein, carbs, fats are your macronutrients um, and your foods can either be one of these or they can be a combination of them. So for example, fat like coconut oil or butter is just a fat obviously, whereas something like um, your brown rice has carbohydrates but also has a bit of protein in it or your eggs has protein and fat in it but no carbohydrates. So the food you eat on day to day will be a blend of these, okay? Because your body needs a balance of them all. And then your micronutrients are your vitamins and your trace minerals. So you're thinking about zinc, you're thinking about selenium, uh, iron, your vitamin A, B, C, D, E, etc. So you need these to produce uh, physiological functions in the body. And I talk a lot about this if you've um, chatted to me about CUO before or small bacterial overgrowth, how when you have that bacterial overgrowth in your gut, it's actually really hard to absorb those nutrients because you've got all these bacteria in what should be a relatively sterile environment. So we need those micronutrients to keep you alive, but also, uh, yeah, to nourish your body, to produce adequate hormones, to give you energy, to rebuild, to repair. Think about skin health, gut health. You need enough zinc and you need enough uh, nutrients. You need enough iron for that energy as well. So your macro and your micronutrients really do go hand in hand. Now your macronutrients are what make up calories. So your total calorie intake generally is what's gonna decide if you are or aren't losing weight. Now, hold that thought. There are surrounding factors, hormones, thyroid, adrenal, inflammation, all those factors will impact weight loss for sure. But if you haven't done the basics with your calories first, then that is your starting point, okay? So tracking food and understanding what you're putting in your body before you, quote unquote, blame your thyroid or blame your hormones is a really good place to start. So some of you will say, I've tried it all, I ate 1,200 calories and I wasn't losing weight. Well, I first wanna know what was your macro split with those calories? And that is quite possible because 1200 calories is what I eat before lunch in a sense. So you should be eating a lot more than that. 
It's also hard to uh, get adequate fitness results in far, as far as um, your output. So if you're not eating enough carbs pre and post training or you're not building muscle, you really got to think about that protein intake. We also see, you know, if you're not eating enough fat for heart health, um, for your hormone benefits, for immunity, I tend to see that in women as well. So then we can see missing periods or those hormonal imbalances. So remember, a balanced diet includes all your macronutrients, so your proteins and your carbs and your fats. So obviously you can tweak these a bit. So for me, I eat a really high carbohydrate diet because I do a lot of long cardio sessions and I know that my body needs that. Uh, some people tend to eat a bit more fat and um, you know some people eat a lot of protein. I find protein's my number one and then I work out my carbs and fat around that. So your protein is really important for muscle and tissue growth and for maintenance. So these amino acids that come from protein are the building blocks of body tissue. So they are the most thermogenic of all macronutrients. So it means it takes the most energy to process them. So it's just this small advantage. You go, oh, well, it takes more energy to process it. Therefore, it's burning energy while I'm eating energy in a sense, you know, not... Not enough that it's going to make you lose a heap of weight. It's also very satiating, so you tend, you know, to eat a whole chook would be really hard, whereas to eat a whole bag of lollies, not that hard. So your body rarely stores protein as fat, um, but you will hit a certain threshold where you go, okay, I, I have enough protein. I don't need any more protein because it's not going to provide me fuel in the same way that carbohydrates are going to provide you fuel. Uh, it's also a really important source of nutrients with your B12, your iron, and your calcium. The other macronutrient I want to chat about is fats. So fats are really, really important for us females, for our reproductive system, and for our hormones. So if we're under eating fats, then like I said, you may notice it with your periods. But if we're overeating fats, then like I said before, you're probably eating less of those other macronutrient food groups. Now, fats add taste and flavor. So it makes things yummy. Think of cream, think of butter, think of oils, those um, that your chocolate. So that smoothness on the mouth is really, really nice. It also contributes to healthy skin, very important, and hair and nails. Uh, it can be used as a fuel source for lower intensity exercise and rest days as well. And lastly, let's chat about carbs, my favorite food group. So this is your body's favorite choice of fuel for your high intensity workouts um, or weight training. So what it does is it raises leptin levels with fat gain. So leptin is what regulates your fat storage. So it'll tell you how much energy um, you need. And we like to keep this high because this will help reduce our body fat. Now carbs also contain a lot of vitamins and minerals. Think about your root vegetables. Think about your fruits. Um, these all contain a lot of vitamins and minerals. And they also um, carry protein into the muscles. So if you're strength training, you need to replenish that glycogen stores in your muscle to have adequate uh, output. So you need all three macronutrient food groups, but it's the split that becomes really, really important. Because like I said, when you're just looking at overall calories, whether that's 
1200, 1800, 2500, the actual split you have plays a really big role as well in either weight loss, in your training, um, and in your body composition. So they just there's no bad or good ones. They just all have different purposes. And I think it's really, really important to remember that when you start demonizing one food group and say, well, fats, you know, I should be eating less fats or you know, carbs are bad, I shouldn't be eating carbs. It's it's not about bad or good, it's about what does your body need to reach the goals that you're chasing. So the other thing you need to think about is the micronutrients. You need to be eating a diet rich in micronutrients because this is really, really important for your health. And if you've ever worked with me, you know I carry on about diversity in the diet. So getting those different prebiotics, so all those different fruits and vegetables in there because this is what feeds a diverse microbiome. And I think that's really, really important because one of the key indicators of good health is different bacteria in your gut and you literally are what you eat and you'll know that if you have done a stool test and you'll be like, oh, it's high in bacteroides because I eat a lot of protein and fat or it's high in actinobacteria because I eat a lot of fibers. So depending on what you eat is what you're going to grow within your gut as well. So when it comes to determining your macronutrients, it's really hard. I can't just give a ballpark figure because it depends what's your body fat percentage, what's your gender, how active are you, what do you do for work, what are your goals, what are you eating now? Because if I said to you, oh, go eat, uh, you know, if you, I told you to eat what I eat, so 140 grams of protein and 60, 70 grams of fat and almost 300 grams of carbs, it's probably not going to be a good fit for you because A, you are not me, B, you may not be as active as me or you may be more active as me, C, you may be trying to put on muscle whereas I'm not trying to put on muscle at this particular point in time, you may be trying to lose weight whereas I'm not trying to lose weight. So it's it's really, really dependent on you and your goals. So there is an online calculator that if it fits your macros calculator, IIFYM calculator, I shared that in my Facebook group today, um, the Gut Health Solutions one. So search for that Facebook group request to join. It is in there. And this is going to give you a ballpark um, based on your data. So you will need to tweak it. Um, and usually I always say to people, maybe just start with your protein. So go whatever your body weight is, let's say you're 60 kilos, start your protein around 100, 120 marks. So start there somewhere and try and hit your protein consistently every day and just see where your fats and your carbs fall. Do that for two weeks and then go, okay, cool, I can reassess from here. Again, if you're not doing this, it doesn't mean you're not going to lose weight, but it might be one of the key reasons you're not because you don't have a solid understanding of what you're actually eating and what your body actually needs. Again, if there's other factors going on, if you have gut dysbiosis, if you have overgrowth, if you have SIBO, if you have hormone, thyroid, adrenal issues, please don't come crying to me about not losing weight because we're working on all the other stuff first. And this comes secondary to that because I'm here to help you get healthy. I'm not here to make you skinny. 
and I think it's really important that we remember that and go, okay, let's focus on health first because when we're healthy, our metabolism's better and it's easy to put on and lose weight. If you want to put on muscle, it's easier to do that when you have a healthy metabolism and you have a healthy body rather than coming to me in a depleted state with IBS, with hormonal imbalances and going, I just want to lose weight. I go, okay, but what about everything else? Don't you want energy? Don't you want to be able to socialize? Don't you want to feel good in your clothes? What's the point of losing weight if it's not in a sustainable way? And I notice most of my clients do lose weight early on because you start shifting a lot of that fluid, a lot of that bloating, a lot of that retention. So your number one is focus on your protein and try and get that in each day first. Then play around with your carbs and fats. And also don't include your exercise against your total calorie goal. If your calorie goal is 2,000 calories a day and you're burning 500 a day in exercise, don't then feel like you can eat 2,500. Just stick to your calorie goal and let your exercise fall where it may. The last little bit is about just a kind of verbal cheat sheet for tracking macros. So, you know, I think it's really important to know that when you're counting in carbs, you're going to get them in a range of different sources. So your fruit is a great one to bump it up, your starchy carbohydrates. So these will probably form most of your carb intake. And that's things like your bread, your rice, your pasta, your potatoes. Then your fruit is sort of those medium carbs. So around 25 grams of carbs in a piece of fruit. And then your veggies. I only really count my starchy veggies. So things like tomatoes, mushrooms, spinach, I don't really bother because it's such a minimal amount. And I'm not, like I said, I don't have super specific goals and it's not going to make a huge difference because the energy content is so low. Whereas things like your carrots, your peas, um, parsnips, corn, those kinds of things are definitely worth counting because they are obviously um, a lot starchy and a lot more energy dense. When it comes to protein, people often say, or oh, the women I work with, I really struggle to get enough protein in my diet. So my favorite sources of protein is egg whites, adding extra egg whites into my omelet or into um, meals, so my scrambled eggs or things. Um, high protein cheese, like the bigger hard high protein cheese, Parmesan cheese is actually really high in protein. Uh, some of your dairy sources, like your milk or your yogurt, so your high protein yogurts will help get that protein source up there as well. And then quick, easy snacks like um, some mints and making into meatballs, or um, you know having some roast chicken on hand, having some roast chicken, some cheese, and some carrot sticks. Like I just make random side plates that just really help bump up my protein intake over a day. But otherwise, also adding a protein powder will bump it up really fast as well. It's quite a budget efficient way of getting your protein in. So then when you're counting fats, like fats are obviously very energy dense. So one gram of fat is nine calories as opposed to one gram of carbs is four calories. So this means that it can add up quite quickly. So I do suggest counting your fats um, in in all your feel, in all your foods, which can be tricky. And sometimes you've got to guesstimate it a bit in meats or things or pre-cooked dinners in a sense. Like it's hard when you're making a recipe because there's a lot of different ingredients in it. But it is 
you know, if you really want to understand and go, okay, maybe I'm holding on extra weight because my fats are up at 100 grams a day rather than 70 grams a day, and I'm then not eating enough carbs, I'm not getting enough energy. And like I said, that circles back to that whole thing of, can I eat more food or can't I because I'm just full from eating fat in a sense. Um, and one last quick note on alcohol. So alcohol isn't obviously one of your um, goal macro targets, but it will count towards your total calorie intake. So when you log it, like say I have a gin and soda water, it doesn't go under one of my macronutrients in chronometer, but rather it just goes towards my overall goal. So I would then just eat less fat or carbs on that day. I don't take it against my protein. I'll just eat less fat and just look at my um my goal for that day and make sure I'm still hitting around sort of where I, wherever I want to be sitting. So I hope that was helpful. I know I know weight loss is a really big thing and it's a really sensitive topic and I've struggled with my weight for years um, and now since I started calorie counting I do feel a lot happier with it because I know how sensitive my metabolism is and I can put on weight or lose weight depending as to what my macros are and my activity levels are and I feel at peace with where I am and I'm really happy and I'm really strong and I but I wasn't always like that I was underweight for a long time I was a lot smaller than I am now but I also didn't have my periods and I was adrenal fatigue and a lot of that was from under eating and I didn't realize it at the time because I wasn't like I was hungry every day I, I wasn't I was just eating a lot of fats and not a lot of carbs and a lot of starchy veggies uh, or fibrous veggies, which also led to a lot of my gut issues um, because they're quite hard to digest and break down and not as nutrient-dense as the things I eat now, like oysters and liver and butter and egg yolks. So think about your goals. Think about what you're struggling with. Think about your bloating, your constipation, your loose stools, your periods. Are they good? Are they okay? Are they regular? Are they happy? If they're not... Work on that first and tweak your macros as you go, but don't make weight loss your number one goal. Make health your number one goal and move forward from there. Please reach out if you have any questions. Please leave a little review for me and I would love to connect with you on Instagram. Otherwise, join the Gut Health Solution. Uh, you can join the free Facebook group. You can jump into my website or the links are in the show notes and jump in and start your health journey with me today. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.